Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome friends to another R slash Am I the Jerk here video. Would you be the jerk for looking your niece in the face and saying that you don't love them? We'll find out, but first, a story from Lopsided Yesterday 241. Am I the jerk for calling my boyfriend a creep and telling him that he's not my dad? I, female 23, was invited to an outing with a few of my friends from college. There were 8 girls including me and 4 guys including my boyfriend. Only one of them was our friend, the other 3 were dating one of us. I invited my boyfriend, male 23, fake name Noah, to come with us since everyone made it clear that they were fine with him coming. They liked him as we'd been dating for 3 years and they all knew him. He accepted and was happy. The day of the outing, I was getting ready when my boyfriend walked in. I was wearing my favorite dress which had spaghetti straps. It wasn't too short or anything and didn't show any of my cleavage. He said something along the lines of, you look nice, and left the room. We got to the outing which was about an hour away. We went in and saw everyone and was happy for a while. That's until my friend David, male 24, showed up. He was the only male in the group that wasn't anyone's boyfriend. Noah instantly got quiet and stayed around and close to me. Every time David got close to me, Noah would huff and puff but not say anything else. I found this odd because he was so close to David in the past but didn't say anything. Eventually Noah pulled me aside. He said, why would you wear that if you knew David was coming? You need to go home and change. I was taken aback since he said it was fine earlier. I'm not driving two hours total just to change my dress, I told him. Yes, you are. I don't like you wearing that dress around him. He called me a few rude names, in which I returned with, You're being a creep, honestly. You're not my dad. Stop dictating what I wear. And walked away from the situation. Noah stormed out and took the car home, and a friend who lived nearby said she'd give me a ride home after hearing what happened. Alright, cool. Problem solved. We enjoyed the rest of our outing, and David never made any weird remarks or looked at me weirdly. When I got home, Noah gave me the silent treatment. He told his parents who were saying that I'm the jerk, which is why I'm making this post, but most of my friends disagree. I think it goes without saying that OP's not the jerk here, especially this isn't like a revealing or mini dress thing. What the boyfriend did here was like middle school principal dress coding. No spaghetti straps, it might drive the boys wild. Do you guys think this behavior, this display, is a huge red alert to just leave the guy? Can this be salvaged? Let me know what you guys think down in the comments. Our next story is from Sadia Will 977 Am I the jerk for interrupting my husband's live stream and going off on him after he forgot to feed and change our daughter's diaper? I'm female 32. My husband, male 35, has a YouTube channel with over 14,000 followers. He's been doing live streaming a lot lately, even though I told him that we have responsibilities to take care of. Before our daughter, she's 7 months old, was born, he'd stream randomly and spend a lot of time with his followers, answering questions and engaging in conversations. He keeps saying that his followers are good for his mental health and that engaging with them weekly makes him become better at socializing and communicating. He's been complaining about wanting to do a live stream for days. 
I told him we'd look at our schedule and see if we could get him some time to make it happen. Apparently this wasn't good enough. Yesterday I had to go grocery shopping and asked him to keep an eye on our daughter while she was asleep. He said okay. I was gone for 4 hours but kept calling him to see if everything was okay. He would tell me that she was alright and that she was sleeping. I started getting this weird feeling that something was wrong because she must have been hungry or needed a diaper change. He argued that everything was fine. I immediately went home and when I entered the house, I didn't find him. I shouted his name but got nothing. I went into the bedroom and saw that my daughter was awake and her diaper wasn't changed. And worse was that her bottle wasn't even touched. I was confused. I got out and noticed that his office's door was closed. I figured he was doing a live stream from the noise I heard. I was beyond seething. I barged into the office and saw him sitting. I blew up while he was trying to turn his mic off and telling me to stop, but I didn't stop. I berated him for leaving our daughter unattended and with no milk nor diaper change. He freaked out on me, saying I just ended his entire channel and destroyed his fan base for interrupting his live stream and embarrassing and scandalizing him like that. I told him to not say a word, but he kept yelling, calling me out of control and unhinged. He was almost crying, so I had to leave the office. He kept fighting with me till I decided to go stay with my mom. He started blaming me for ignoring his needs after he already expressed them and that he forgot to do what I asked him and I'd cost him so much. Now he's telling me to come back home because he misses his daughter. Let me say firsthand that I totally understand the urge and the excitement from live streaming, but I gotta say unless that's your full time job, that is such a tricky thing to balance while having really really important responsibilities like having a baby to take care of. I love the idea of live streaming, but every time I think about it, I think about how much time it seems like you have to be able to dedicate towards it, and to me it just feels unrealistic unless it's something that you can rely on to put food on the table at the end of the day. The bottom line here is OP's not the jerk, this guy had a baby to take care of, and they ignored them for hours in the other side of the house because they wanted interactions with followers. Now, if that's something that he's actually doing that puts the money in the bank account, then I think they would have a legitimate argument about prioritizing that or finding time for it. But as just a hobby, it's a really time-consuming one and tricky to work in. This next story is from Remarkable Words. Am I the jerk for demanding my neighbors return my daughter's bike that she gave them? Yesterday, I noticed my daughter, 12, came home without her bike looking a little upset. I asked her where her bike went, and she said she gave them to her friend who lives across from us. Now, I'ma be honest, I was a little upset to hear that she gave away her bike, as I'm a single mother of eight. Side note, don't judge me, only four of the children are biologically mine, the rest I adopted due to my friend passing away, and my sister's mental health problems. I worked extremely hard to get my daughter that bike. It was literally over a thousand dollars, but my daughter really wanted and loves it, so it was also a surprise to me. But I let it go because, at the end of the day, I brought my daughter the bike, It's not up to me to control what my daughter decides to do with it. Later that day, I hear my daughter crying in her room, so I knock on her door to make sure she's okay. She broke down and admitted that her friend's mom pressured her into giving away her bike, even though she didn't want to. Now my daughter has already given her friend her old bike after she upgraded, so I honestly don't understand how selfish this woman is. The next day I went over to the neighbor's house to speak to the mom without my daughter and demanding she returns the bike. Telling her she better return the bike or I'll report it stolen and that she had no right stealing my daughter's bike from her. 
She denied stealing it, but in the end gave my daughter's bike back. She told me I'm a psycho witch who clearly has issues and that she doesn't want her daughter involved with people like me, so she'll no longer be allowing her daughter around mine. When I told my daughter that, she became upset and blamed it on me. My daughter was really close to the neighbor's daughter and is now mourning losing a friend. I now feel like how I approached the whole situation was wrong and that I could have been more sensitive about the whole issue in order to salvage their friendship. I think OP is definitely not the jerk. I don't really think there was any winning per se in this situation. It's either allow your daughter to be totally heartbroken having to give up their bike to somebody that, like OP said, pretty much stole it from them, or going and getting that bike back for your daughter and accepting that those parents are total, well, a worse word than jerk, and are going to use their kid as a weird form of leverage. I'm not gonna lie, I feel for that kid because they're probably going to grow up just as entitled and awful as their parents are. I just hate the idea that there's all these parents out there that can imprint these awful behaviors onto their children. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Primary Pepper 1532 Am I the jerk for charging a $70 fee to family members who last minute canceled their RSVPs to my wedding to attend my mother's wedding? I, 26-year-old female, just got married to my husband, 30-year-old male. I have a rocky relationship with most of my family on my mother's side. I haven't seen my mother in roughly 7 or 8 years. We haven't spoken, the typical strained mother-daughter relationship. Regardless, I chose to invite some of my family from my mother's side to attend my wedding. It was small and very intimate, so I wanted the important family to be there. While I by no means have great relationships with the people on that side of the family, they did a lot for me when I was younger, and I wanted them to be a part of this special day. My mother was not invited for a number of reasons. She's known to steal the spotlight and cause problems, plus she's openly shot down and berated my husband to family members despite never meeting him on the basis that he's an artist, and that's how he makes a living. He makes far more a year than she ever has too, a little ironic, so inviting her was just not a smart choice. Anyways, after sending invitations, word of course gets out on that side of the family that I'm getting married. I get a call from my cousin about three weeks before the wedding. She wanted to warn me that my mother had decided, for whatever twisted reason in her mind, to get married to her fiancé of now a couple of years on the exact same date. Keep in mind that my wedding was planned 8 months in advance. A week before my wedding, I get a call from one of my aunts on that side explaining that she'll be unable to attend due to a family matter that has arisen, code word for my mother's wedding of course. As soon as I got that first call, I sent out a mass email to everyone explaining that anyone else who cancels last minute who has already RSVP'd will be charged $70 due to the catering and venue fees that would be wasted on them not being present. I would be able to enforce this, given that all parties had to pay an additional $25 for each room that we booked for them at the hotel. So I had all their information, and they were made aware of this charge. We paid for the rest of the room fees, by the way. Logically, I wasn't actually planning on enforcing this, it was more of a, I know what you all are doing and I'm really mad about it, move. So I spent about two days after that dealing with non-stop phone calls from family on that side saying they had to cancel, and it was absolutely ridiculous that I was forcing them to pick a side. 
I told them that they'd RSVP to my wedding months before my mother's and coming to mine was also just blatant common courtesy. Long story short, that entire side did not show up. Aside from my cousin who warned me of the whole thing, I'm still debating actually charging their card $70, but I think it's too petty and being honest, writing and even thinking about this on my honeymoon isn't fun. I spent the second night in freaking France crying on my husband's shoulder over this. So am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk overall here. I completely understand where they're coming from. But would you guys agree with me that it is a terrible idea to try to enforce the $70 charge? On one hand, I think it's going to cause a crap load of drama. And on the other, I think they can have definitely some kind of case about chargebacks or fraudulent activity or a legal case potentially. As painful as it is for OP, I think the best thing to do is cut them all off and ride off into the sunset. This next story is from Throwaway22. Am I the jerk for ruining my sister-in-law's honeymoon by exposing her racism? My, female 27, sister-in-law, female 30, got married last week. She's my long-term boyfriend's, male 32, sister. They're white and I'm Middle Eastern, and a dark one with raven black hair. She was looking for a photographer that didn't bankrupt her, so I suggested a friend of mine who's new in business, and charged less than half because these things cost over 5,000 euros these days. She was excited and I set a group chat up with her and my photographer friend. We talked a little and later they met and they started messaging directly to each other. The wedding was amazing and everything went smoothly. I was one of the guests and she seemed happy. The next day, they went off to their honeymoon. I don't know if it was by mistake, but instead of texting the photographer directly, like she's done for the past few months, she texted him to our old iMessage chat. She thanked him but had a favor to ask him and wondered whether he could retouch some asymmetry in the flowery archway, I'm sorry I don't know the right terms in English, but also if he could take me off of some of the photos because I'm too dark and ruined the color palette. Not all pictures, just the one she's in. I texted back, are you kidding me? She didn't answer. I took a screenshot and posted it on my Insta story tagging her in it. She called my boyfriend crying her eyes out, calling me a jerk for embarrassing her and ruining her honeymoon. Boyfriend thought it was a low blow. I was blinded with rage when I did it, but even now I'm calm and I still don't feel like I was a jerk. But people have been contacting her, apparently asking if she really wrote this. She's so beautiful and successful, so please don't blame it on jealousy or being scared of being outshined. I mean, I think if they want to try asking their photographer that, they can do so. But I think OP's not the jerk for outing their racist request. Remove them because they're too dark? Usually you can imagine what exactly they're wanting or like envisioning, but this is one of those things that I can't even understand what they mean besides just they don't want OP to be in the picture because, I don't know, just some kind of racist reason. Our next story is from Queen Bumblebree. Am I the jerk for calling my husband stupid and ignorant about my uterus? I'm having a very uncomfortable period. Irritation, fatigue, and cramps. I've been talking to friends about it in group chats, about menstruation issues and birth control and sterilization. I don't talk to my husband about it other than occasionally complaining about cramps hurting because he doesn't have a uterus and has no experience with menstruation issues. My mother called and the subject came up. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Uh, she told me she just had her tubes tied, and since that we don't want kids, I should also have my tubes tied. I told her that I was just discussing these things with my friends. I said I'm not interested in surgery, but I might get on a hormonal birth control pill that allows me to skip or stop periods since they seem to be getting worse in my 30s. Hormones can change dramatically in women in their 30s. My husband butts into the conversation to say I 100% do not need surgery or any hormonal treatment because you're fine, only 4 days a month you suffer, and you always get through it just fine. There's nothing wrong with you. You talk to your friends and think you have the same medical issues and think you need to get the same procedures or pills to fix a problem you don't have. Paraphrased. I try to explain to him that he doesn't know what the freak he's talking about. He insists, saying I never talk about period issues, and since I don't talk to him about it, I don't have any issues or don't need hormonal treatment. I got angry and told him again, he doesn't know what the freak he's talking about and tried to educate him, but he just cuts me off and claims I only think I have issues with my period. Because I'm being influenced by other women's stories like I'm some kind of menstruation hypochondriac. He said if I had any issues that require hormonal treatment, my gyno would have seen those issues in my uterus when she examined me or gave me a pap smear. I told him that is not how it works. You can't see period symptoms inside a uterus, you freaking moron. He gets all smug. Oh, then how are those medical issues diagnosed? If it's not a doctor examination of the organ, he thinks that was a gotcha question. I told him women self-report symptoms, and a doctor analyzes those symptoms, then suggests treatment. Well, you've never had a doctor tell you to take hormones or birth control. 
Wrong again, jerk. Every time I go to the gyno, I tell them I'm not on birth control, and they immediately suggest birth control options like pills or injections or rings, etc. Because treatment can do more than stop you from getting pregnant, it can also relieve menstruation discomfort, like heavy flow, acne, and cramps. He was wrong on every point he made, but insisted his opinion was valid. He accused me of wanting to take the pill out of spite. I told him he was a stupid, ignorant man whose opinion on my uterus was completely worthless. Told husband he's stupid for having an opinion on my birth control. I think it goes without saying that OP's not the jerk, especially a million times fold after this guy revealed how just little they do know. If I was in the husband's shoes, the only thing I would have an opinion on really is just having a concern that a hormonal birth control could affect their mood or overall mental health. But also that's something you just don't really know unless you try it anyways, and it's also not the husband's say whether or not you do it regardless. Also, I don't even understand why the husband is so dismissive anyways. It only stands to make their wife's life better, why are they dunking on it so hard? Our next story is from Obvious Wrongdoer 18. Am I the jerk for saying that I don't love my niece to her face? I know the title makes it look bad, but hear me out. I, 26-year-old female, have a niece Laura, 8-year-old female, through my sister Kim, 33-year-old female, and another niece Amy, 6, through my brother Tom, 35. I know my siblings love their kids wholeheartedly, but when it comes to parenting, they each have different styles. This comes from the way that we were all brought up by our parents, who used the because I'm the parent and you're the child slash obey me without question mindset that we all resented. Kim's the type of mother who just can't seem to say and still to the word no, while Tom will at least give an explanation as to why. While Amy is a sweet, energetic little girl, she does listen and knows how to respect people's rules and boundaries. Laura does not. Laura is entitled. Laura is impatient. Laura is whiny. Laura will throw a massive tantrum if she is denied anything and will get progressively worse the longer she's denied because she knows her mom will cave eventually. I haven't watched Laura since she was six and it was a nightmare. She yelled, screamed, kicked me, drew on the walls, and broke one of my framed pictures all because I made her dinner instead of getting fast food. Kim did apologize for Laura, but shrugged off the idea of giving out a punishment, citing that kids will be kids. Never again would I be responsible for my niece again. Amy, on the other hand, may need to be told something more than once, but ultimately is a respectful child. I definitely babysat for Tom multiple times and did fun activities with Amy when I can. The coming August, before the start of school, I was planning on going with some friends to the Mouse Kingdom in Florida. Due to life events, they dropped out, but I still wanted to go, and asked Tom if he and his wife would be down to come with me, and I'd go 50-50 on everything with them. They were delighted, and we all decided to go. Obviously, Kim found out and wanted to come too, but we all knew she couldn't afford it, so I thought everything was settled. Well, Laura found out at our family dinner, and she was super upset about Amy getting a surprise trip but not her. She looked at me and said, Auntie, you have a nice job and no kids, you can pay everything. I told her that while I may make more money than her mom, I can't pay for everyone by myself. Laura said, yes you can, you had money to pay for that car. She pointed to my new car in the driveway. You can pay for me and mommy to go. I refused and cue the tantrum. It was awful and she kept screaming why and said that if I really loved her I'd make her happy by paying for the trip over and over. 
I kept refusing and she got worse before I finally snapped and yelled back that I didn't love her, that she was a mean little girl, and that I didn't like being around her. That definitely shut her up for a moment before she started to sob and cry. Kim's berating me for being so heartless and that I'm evil for favoring one niece over the other. Am I the jerk? It might be tough to say that, it might be tough for the kid to hear it, but it's the truth and I don't think OP's the jerk. Frankly, I agree with pretty much everything OP said, the kid was not raised well, and it's so beyond like a babysitting or a family trip, it's literally a big undertaking ordeal to be around this kid. So sorry, but I don't want to go to the happiest place on earth with that. Our next story is from Blood Like War. Am I the jerk for keeping my food in my room where my roommate can't get it? I'm from the Midwest and live in a major city with two roommates. One of them is nice and has become a really good friend. The other one, however, is annoying. But I spend most of my time in my room with the door locked, so I don't have an issue with him. He isn't annoying in a way where he's messy or doesn't pay rent on time. He's just the kind of guy you wouldn't want to hang out with. Well, he likes to eat any food he sees fit. If you put ice cream in the fridge, it's going to get eaten. He doesn't enjoy eating homemade food. He has the taste of a 9 year old and only wants microwave mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. I eat healthy and exercise, so I cook and meal prep most of my meals. So it's not a problem for me. My good roommate on the other hand, his frozen pizzas and frozen White Castle burgers get eaten. My Tupperwares of home cooked foods aren't touched. I keep my junk food in my room, my bed has drawers underneath that lock, so I store my chips and cookies and stuff in there. When my roommate sees me on the couch with a bag of chips in hand, he gets very offended and looks in the cupboard like, where did you get those chips? Do you keep those in your room? Give me some. While I was working, he texted me and asked where the key was to unlock my bed drawers, and I just replied, lol lol you're so lame. I was telling my parents about this, and they're kind of midwestern folk and think I'm being a jerk. When I'm home and I see him eating my roommate's food, I put a stop to it, but I'm not home much. Our roommate works from home. Am I the jerk? I think OP's definitely not the jerk. Isn't it one of the most common accepted things that if you live with roommates, don't eat their food? Unless it's like agreed upon that you're sharing the food that you paid for together or something. If a roommate texted me and said, hey bro, where's the keys to unlock your bed drawers? I think I'd want to just about slap them. I'd say, bro, get your filthy hands and yourself out of my room. I think it's time to get a mini fridge with a lock. Our next story is from Potential Asparagus 4. Am I the jerk for walking out of my job with no warning when I'm one of the only employees? For context, I, female 18, have been working at this coffee shop for over two years now. I close four days a week with only me and one manager left to run the store from about 2pm to close. The other three days a kid, male 16, closes with a different manager. This is about the only staff we have excluding the owner, who will never close. Another kid, male 19, who can only work day shifts due to college. Another kid, male 18, also works days and does night classes. And a grown man who works in the back, baking all morning and has another job in the afternoon, making him only available in the mornings. So they very clearly need me working there with them. I've been there for a while now, and I really don't mind the people. They can be a bit rude sometimes, but I'm super shy and don't talk much anyway, so I stay out of everyone's way and just get all my work done. Anytime I've worked with my manager, she tells me about how I'm the best employee she's worked with, and she likes how I just get stuff done. 
Fast forward to a week ago, I went inside of work on one of my days off to say hi, order a coffee and get a sandwich. I'm a vegetarian. I've struggled a lot with food and being able to eat enough for my whole life. And I always had a hard time not getting grossed out when eating meat. So I stopped and my relationship with food got much better. So I ordered a grilled cheese and got my coffee and left. I was driving away and I went to take a bite. I take one swallow and it's fine. When I went to take another, I felt a super gross texture. And I instantly spit out my food and pulled it apart. They put chicken in my sandwich. They know my diet and what I normally order. I was so upset but thought it was a mistake, so I took the loss on the $3 sandwich, felt a little gross, and moved on. The next day, when I went into work, when I get there, there's normally a shift change, so I get to see my other co-workers as they leave. I was talking to a guy in the break room while getting ready to work, and he was about to leave. I casually made a little joke about how I'm never coming to this place after they got my order wrong, just trying to mock rude customers and I told him about my grilled cheese I ordered and how it came with meat. He laughed and told me that it was actually our manager that made me that, and it wasn't an accident. She wanted to pull a prank on me and make me try the chicken, cause she said it's delicious, and she even gave it to me free of charge anyway. After he told me what she said, I packed up all my stuff, took my hat and apron off, and told the manager what I heard, how I'm done, and how disrespectful that was to do. I'm still getting calls and texts telling me how rude it was to leave with no two weeks notice and how much this shows that I'm just petty and can't take a joke. They are so short staffed now they close early and I know it's affecting business. So am I the jerk? Messing with anybody's dietary choices willingly, intentionally, just an absolutely horrid thing to do. What if OP was actually wanting to avoid these things because they were deathly allergic? I mean, I imagine it would have been discussed and they would have avoided it in that situation, but even still. I think people who think it's so funny to clown and dunk on people because they choose to be vegetarian or vegan are just the cringiest people alive. Especially the people who find out somebody's vegetarian, so they'll go like out of their way to like chomp a burger in their face. Like as if somehow you insulting them by chomping down this burger in front of them is somehow only going to motivate them to change their mind even more. And our final story of the days from Long Caramel 3291 Am I the jerk for pretending not to know my sister in a class that we're both in? This happened at the start of summer, but its effects are still ongoing. I'm 17-year-old male, taking Advanced Placement Physics 1 this summer so that I can take AP Physics 2 in my senior year. My sister is also taking AP Physics 2, and therefore is also taking AP Physics 1 this summer in the same middle college as me. The thing is, is that she's going to be a junior. It's embarrassing as heck to have my younger sister in the same advanced class as me, and I genuinely hate it. On one of the first days of class, at the beginning of June, my sister came to my table to ask me a question, and I responded with, Wait, sorry, who are you? She laughed, but I repeated it in a serious tone. She responded with, I'm your f-, and then I cut her off and told her that I don't help absolute randos in class. My sister could tell I was being dead serious, so she just laughed a bit and shook her head and walked away. I'm not lying when I say this. We haven't spoken a word to each other since that day. At first, it started with my sister ignoring me, but 
then I got kind of petty and started to ignore her, and, well, we're in the present time now. Our parents don't notice because they're always busy at work and at the dinner table. They're the ones who initiate conversation. Am I the jerk in all this? Isn't it just sad to see somebody that is so ashamed of being seen around their own sibling that they're willing to treat their own sibling like a weird, creepy stranger in a class? Let alone the fact that imagine if this was any other classmate that walked up to OP to try to, you know, start conversation and say hi, and would OP treat that person like, sorry, I don't help absolute randos in class? Just on that sentence alone, what kind of weird elitist behavior and line of thinking is that? Sorry, I don't help absolute randos in my class. If I was in the sister's shoes, I wouldn't talk to OP either. Clearly OP doesn't want to talk to her, not some absolute rando like her. If that were me and my sibling, I think I'd be thrilled. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Am I the Jerk Here story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.